This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What is going on, guys? Welcome back. It is episode 499 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett, and I am here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hi, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. So it's a big day tomorrow, obviously. Episode 500. We're going to be commemorating 500 episodes of Pop Culture Crisis. It's a truly historic day. When people up. ask how old I am, I'm going to say 500 episodes old. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I've, uh, I've 500 aged. episodes young, <laughs> rather. Uh, it's funny. Today's going to be a big week as well. Yeah, we yeah. got we got a lot of stuff going on this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get into all of that, we got to get through today first, and we got a bunch of stuff to get into. So over the weekend, it was the Thanksgiving Day weekend, which used to be a big time for Disney at the box office. Unfortunately, Wish, their 100th anniversary film, has bombed. It didn't even place in the top two so we are going to talk about that we are going to get into the details as far as the numbers what it supposedly needs to be to break even all of this stuff it's kind of unprecedented and uh, the internet has taken notice so we are going to discuss it we are also going to talk about the fact that there has been an absolute avalanche of lawsuits of me too lawsuits going through hollywood right now everyone from a third lawsuit against diddy uh, Jamie Foxx, Axl Rose, a bunch of other people. So we're going to get into that. Uh, it's crazy uh, because we covered Diddy what was like a week ago yeah. that we talked about that. Now two more lawsuits yeah. have shown up. So we're going to talk about that. Also, Bruce Willis is in the news because his daughter posted a video. And if you don't know what's going on with Bruce Willis, he has aphasia uh, and dementia. So he had to retire from acting and his sense seems to have lost control of many of his faculties. And it's become a bit of a discussion because his daughter Scout posted a video with him and people had varying takes on whether they found this to be yeah. uh, exploitative, whether they found it to be okay. So we'll talk about it. It's interesting. Uh, and then also, not Squid Games the show, but Squid Games the reality show is getting sued. Netflix is getting sued because people got hurt during the show. Or so they say. Or so they say. Nerve damage and hypothermia on the set of a Netflix show sounds a little bit intense. Yep. Uh, I mean, I get that just from watching it. So, but like, you know, look, like... it's it's a Squid Game reality show. You should be thanking your lucky stars that they didn't kill you, exactly. right? Exactly. But before we get started, guys, would you hit the like button on this video? Would you subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already? We are past 77,000 subscribers. We're on our way to 80, and then we're working our way to 100,000 subscribers, which is very, very cool and very, very exciting, guys. So thank you so much for that. Please remember, all Super Chats, $20 and over. We will interrupt the discussion. We will read those super chats right then and there. And then when we were done with that, we will get right back on topic as best we can. Oh, um, just so that nobody forgets, what was the wager that we set for reacting to old episodes? I don't remember. What was it? I, I, I don't remember. remember it now. No, I don't. I'm 
So now we're at their mercy. Do I get to pick what? Honestly, I think it would be fun and and hilarious to do that. I'd re okay. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll get we'll get into it after the <laughs> fact. I have to I have to think about what episode number yeah. I'm, I'm I'm okay with. Um, so let's go ahead. To, let's go ahead. Are you ready to go? Let's just yeah, get started. Let's go. We had we had days off. It's time to get back to work. All right, guys. So there's some interesting news here. Aquaman 2 is looking to be bombing at the box office as well. It's going to join Captain Marvel in Bombsville. Aquaman M. and the Lost Money. Yeah, exactly. It says early estimates offer uh, estimates offer Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is on track for a three-day opening weekend of just 32 to 35 million dollars. You know what can you expect from uh, a, a like even worse than Marvel, right? Meaning that they don't have any actual plans to keep going forward with this aspect of the DCEU because it's going to become the yeah. DCU under James Gunn. Why would people be interested to watch it anyways? Yeah, I mean, it should have power as a standalone movie anyway, but it, it probably is going to suck. Yeah, I, I mean, are they saying it's going to do worse than Black Adam? Uh, they say it's trailing. It's it's massively trailing B Black Adam. It says it suggests the sequel could finish with a domestic total of just 105 to 168 million, much less than the first film's 335 million, uh, and then it made 816 million internationally because it made a billion dollar over a billion yeah. dollars total. I mean, the problem here 62 is sixty-two percent behind the the ticket sales are sixty-two percent behind Black Adam. I think Amber Heard has given them such a good scapegoat because if it does badly, you can blame it on the fact that Amber Heard is in it, and there are boycotts of the fact that she's in it and she's yeah. not popular. So you can say, "Oh, it was Amber Heard." Yeah. That that hampered the numbers, but then if it does well. Then you can say, oh, it's because we cut Amber Heard out of 99% of the movie. I mean, that's kind of perfect, right? <laughs> right? Like, you can either blame its success or failure on Amber Heard's lack of presence in the movie. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of perfect. I mean, I think for the most part, most people just think of it as an afterthought now. Afterthought now, because I mean, they should. But just the other day, I was looking at my Twitter timeline, and the trending terms are Depp and Heard. And I'm like, guys... It's been over a year. Let's move on. Yeah. It's been over. Why do we still care about this cultural landmark? Yeah. I, I was uh, I was kind of shocked that it's still as important, especially given that like it's, it's not like Me Too's not in the news right now in Hollywood. We're going to be right. getting into that later. It's still plenty in the news as far as Hollywood goes, but there's something about how that one caught the public interest. People have picked their camps there. Yeah. You can present the Amber Heard supporters with any amount of evidence and they do not care no. we've been shown that it's not worth talking about anymore yeah and, and, and it's not just, the reason anyone is going to see or not going to see this movie no the the lack of fanfare for this movie is wholly dc's fault i watched a um i was re-watching season one of criminal minds over the holiday break because what what else do you watch over over the holidays and there's an episode <laughs> okay there's an episode in season one where they deal with an erotomantic a stalker who's like after a Hollywood celebrity, like a Hollywood starlet. Uh, a similar role was taken by, um, th there was an episode of Numbers that had Samira Armstrong on it where she played like oh. a Hollywood woman being stalked. But this one was a similar story about a stalker going after a Hollywood uh, actress played by Amber Heard. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was watching it. She was, I was like, she was, this is in 2005. Is she good at playing the victim? Yes, she was. She was. Actually I thought she was really good at playing the psychotic yeah. zombie girlfriend in 
Zombieland. She uh, like she for she for the most part she plays like naive and innocent Hollywood type, and uh, it, it works. Yeah. Like, but this was in two thousand five. She doesn't look much different. It's her specialty. Like, may, like maybe maybe it's just me, but like I didn't have like a direct image of what she looks like now. But she, I didn't feel like she looked all that different like, yeah. between now and what was now what fifteen years ago now. Yeah, she looks really good. That's, that's I mean that's almost twenty years ago. She That'll was looking rough in court. Yes, but that was on purpose, right? Uh, well, Gains yeah. you more sympathy. You want to look beleaguered and yeah. uh, and hard done by. So we'll we'll go see this. We'll review it. Uh, I I have no problem because I don't mind Nicole Kidman. So give her more scenes in it. It'll be interesting to see what it does. I'm not expecting. I have zero much. opinions on Nicole Kidman. I'm I'm not expecting much from this film, but we'll wait and see where it goes. But it could be better off than what we're probably going to be getting for Tomb Raider because this is Megan McDonald. She has been hired to write Phoebe Waller-Bridge's live-action Tomb Raider. If you're wondering why that's a problem, it's because Phoebe Waller-Bridge of Fleabag fame and of ruining Indiana Jones fame, she is signed on to do this. Did you see Fleabag? Uh, I did not watch Fleabag, but I did. Uh, I we we did watch Indiana Jones five. She's not. I I watched twenty five percent of it before falling asleep. I don't think <laughs> that she like. I know she did writing on uh die. Uh, what was the most recent Bond one with James? I always get the um. Die another day? No, it's an old. No one. time to die. No time to die. Yes, it wasn't as uh, no. I, I thought it was. Uh, I I do think they try to make it too much of a humanist product so, that Bond needs to be. Megan McDonald's work includes WandaVision, Agatha, Darkhold Diaries, and The Marvels. So if incredible. That, <laughs> yeah, you've uh, you've got great things to look forward to with the writer so, from The Marvels. Here's some comments. That sounds like it'll make a lot of money for YouTubers making fun of it. Yeah. Bad list of projects coupled with an actress tainted by the latest Indiana Jones. Does that even stand a chance? Based on track record, this is a series to skip completely. Yeah. I would say most Amazon series are skippable. Reacher was good. The uh, uh, the Terminalist was good. I did not. Well, that was a movie, so yeah. They're uh, all just good. Well, no, 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 that's not true. Reacher, I think Reacher was great. I, I, mean, I haven't seen it. So um, I think Reacher I was fantastic, but that's not in the same. Uh, that's not in the same wheel. Maybe we should this. review this series then. We oh yeah, we could do that. It'll we could absolutely power do that. All over it was really again. fun. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail, from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. There was, a, there was an article from, uh, <laughs> from, from Cosmic Book News that was talking about how they're going to make her have smaller boobs in this. Why is Brie Larson in the photo? Uh, I have no <laughs> idea. She's not going to be cast as well. Yeah, one, that, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, they, they talk about the fact that Megan McDonald has been hired to do this. And they want to, they want to take away all the sex appeal that Lara Croft had because you're not allowed to have fun anymore. Everything has to be feminist and stupid. I mean, Angelina Jolie is a real woman with a real body that looks like Lara Croft. I don't know what's wrong with that. Um, if, you're, if you're watching, if you're looking for a great thing, if you haven't seen, 
If you haven't seen like the Tomb Raider movie, I, I recommend everybody go and watch it. The the two thousand one mm -hmm. with uh, the two thousand one one with Angelina Jolie, right? But even better than that is the Chris Stuckman review. <laughs> Where he talks about, like, it's like a 20-minute review about how he's like, I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm saying that young Chris loved this movie. Uh, it's fantastic. So every, I mean, there is literally a scene where she, like, horse kicks somebody with a motorcycle. How much better does it get than that? Cool. Angelina Jolie rules. So we'll wait and see. I mean, I didn't find the, the, the 2018 Tomb Raider with Alicia Vikander to be awful. It was just not fun. What if they just brought back Angelina Jolie? How would you feel about that? De-age her. They wouldn't even need yeah. to. I remember because they made they ended up making a big deal about it too. Because when she did the the when they had like the the cleavage in the first one, they toned it down in the second one. Yeah. Um, and people were like up and this is in two thousand and two or two thousand three. Even then, people were up in arms. They're like, "Stop messing with our shit. Leave it alone. Yeah. Leave our leave our Lara Croft titties alone. We want them. Leave them there." And they just Hollywood's like, "We can't do that. We have to." Uh, make everything less fun. There was kind of a culture war in the 80s and 90s that was won, and that's why we got the era in the 2000s of irreverent comedy, yeah. which brings us to our next topic at hand, that which is, is true. the new trailer for Daily Wire's first feature-length comedy, Lady Ballers. Jeremy Boring posted it today. Says Hollywood won't make a movie about how laughably absurd it is that we now allow grown men to call themselves women and then dominate women's sports. So we did. Introducing our first feature-length comedy, Lady Ballers. Let's watch the trailer. We can watch the trailer. If we get copyright struck for this, I'm going to be pissed. No. In a world where women's sports is being transformed, the Daily Wire calls foul with the most triggering comedy of the year. Guys, this is serious. Sports can be your pathway to a better life. Well, like yours? <laughs> Please don't steal my catalytic converter again. Winning matters. It's the key ingredient in becoming a winner. Yeah, maybe you should try it sometime. Are you gonna move? I am not. Let's cut to the chase. I know you're not a woman. Hey, you don't know how he identifies. If you can beat them. What do you know about the U.S. Opens for the Global Games? You want us to compete as winners. $5,000 prizes. My lover says you were a great coach back in the day. That was Matt Walsh. This is the way the, the world is now. My eight-year-old daughter told me all about it. So a guy can become a girl with no physical changes at all. Oh, so I can be a woman on the court and a man in the bedroom. I can't believe it. Nice. You mean when you're sleeping? Yes. Coach. Alex. We, we could play, play basketball. basketball. We have to get the whole team back together. It's time. We're in. I'm in. I'm in. To play. Lady Baldwin. Mount up. Like a girl. Guess what? I'm with her. <laughs> Heroes. Day one of being a girl athlete. <laughs> I love being a girl. To sheroes. We could dominate every woman's sport. Running, swimming, soccer. I really want I the headband. Sport, Felix. Slatey's <laughs> basketball, boys. Nobody watches. Excuse me. Are these oh, seats the open? <laughs> ne never mind. Getting dumped. 
Love the Zodiac Killer cameo. And tucking trunks. No, she didn't. That's the biggest I've ever seen on a lady. I don't care. Lady Bones. <laughs> One can even be trans-aged now, which provides Sheelix with a wonderful opportunity to relive all the experiences that she missed out on in school. <laughs> Streaming exclusively on Daily Wire Plus, December 1st. What I want them to do next, I want them to make their own version of Airbud. Yeah? Yeah. This is giving white chicks, but 2023. Yeah. I think that they edited it just right. Oh, trailer was done masterfully. It looks, it yes. looks like an early 2000s comedy. Yeah. Uh, Zuby says, I'm offended I'm not in this. Especially <laughs> since Zuby's the one who sent the, who set the, the what, the women's lifting record? That mm -hmm. was like his early claim to fame before mm -hmm. he got really big. They well, maybe been. we'll get a sequel. Lady Ballers 2. That's, that's Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Perfect. <laughs> I'm so ready to see it. Uh, I'm excited to see this. It is. It, it does kind of uh, show that this is where the culture needs to go, right? You need yeah. to be able to point out It can't absurdity. just be doom and gloom. And we've been having blackpilling conversations about this exact issue so many days on this show. So I'm just happy that they're bringing some levity to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll wait and see how this turns out. Uh, it should be interesting. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I love the name Lady Ballers, too. That's a, that's a fantastic name. For yeah. It, so. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Uh, the, so I don't know if anybody here was a fan of the Scream franchise after uh, Nev Campbell left, but it looks like Scream 7 is going to have to is going to require a complete reboot because they didn't just lose Melissa Barrera. They lost uh, Jenna Ortega all within just a day of each other. And that's like your one way to get Gen Z to watch it, right? Yeah, I mean, Jenna Ortega <laughs> is keeping is your... her on. Uh, and so they lost Melissa Barrera. We were going to talk about this last week, but we decided not to. They lost Melissa yeah. Barrera because she made she a was... pro-Palestine post on her Instagram yeah. and then Spyglass fired her. I'm not sure if it was the same situation for Jenna Ortega, but she liked no, the her, post. Hers was uh, hers was scheduling conflicts. With Supposedly. Wednesday. Sounds I, convenient, right? It does, right? Uh, and then they were talking, because uh, if you look at the post from TMZ, they basically say that uh, she liked the post, but now if you go back and you look at that post, that like is no longer there, which feels very Stassi to me. She liked, her manager DM'd her and said, you better unlike, unlike that right now or I'm, I'm dropping you. Why would you have so media in this age if you're like a mainstream celebrity when all it is is just a mini <laughs> nuclear bomb sitting in your hand at all time every single thing you do could end up ruining your career yeah just um bring gal gadot onto the scream franchise that's How about that that's perfect i i would love it if she was the if she played ghostface if she ended up being the bad guy <laughs> okay that's not what i was expecting that's but. that's that's what i want i want to make i want them to make her because what is the expectation we're just going to get pro-israel actors in movies forever now? Yes, you're not Forever. allowed to have any other viewpoint. Not like whatsoever. I I care about any of these people's viewpoints about geopolitical issues. Yeah. But what is the expectation here? They're uh, celebrities. I mean, I guess the expectation is that you just don't say anything, right? I mean, that's what they that's what they really want. They want you to yeah. be silent, which is funny because I'm of two minds of that. Where I actually believe that your best decision in this case, as an actor, not my own viewpoints, but my viewpoint is that you're probably better off just staying quiet. But I also don't think that they should be fired right. for, for holding a viewpoint contrary to what you believe. But I'm just saying, practically speaking, your best bet is to just 
grit your teeth and uh, and make through it. Does every opinion you have have to be heard all the time? But it's your right to do so, and I don't think that they should be fired for that. It's but still a form of Hollywood in-group yeah. virtue signaling they're to just hire realizing and fire people based on this. They're just realizing that it is no longer uh, exclusive to right-wing people that they can fire for these types of things. Right. It's for anything that falls outside of the groupthink in this case. That's what I found so fascinating about this story to begin with was that all of these people that knew exactly to where to fall with their viewpoints now suddenly don't know where they're supposed to go. They don't know which color square to post. Exactly. They're like, do I post the, the blue and white square? Or do I post the green? And yeah, they, <laughs> they, they short circuited like fembots. Kind of. Yeah. And Jenna Ortega will get more leeway because she's a bigger box office draw now mm -hmm. and has a bigger name. So she, she removes the box and they're like, oh, we'll forget about it. We'll pretend like you didn't post that. Yeah, it's uh, it's sad because these people, if they had stood up before and stood up for free speech, maybe things wouldn't have gotten as bad as they as they have. But I guess not. Mm -hmm. Guess not. Uh, did you do any? Um, do you Black Friday shop ever? I did go to the mall on Black Friday. That's it, crazy. I did that last year, too. Wait, so you went. Like, it was like so not worth it, but it was to meet up with family there. okay well target is being roasted because people are finding signs that basically prove that uh, uh no i'm not like getting like into brawls over flat screen tvs which are already cheap in the first yeah. place but apparently oh big shocker the target black friday deals are fake they're not actually my, real sales they're scamming you my favorite is like this guy made like a supercut of like all the women like waiting at the gate when the doors open and then people just get trampled and he put it to really serious music <laughs> and it looks like a horror movie of literally just a bunch like of employees what being, is the point yeah. what is the point black friday hasn't been a thing in the culture since e-commerce took over since amazon got the market share that it has now. yeah it's yeah. kind of humiliating to fight people in a target over a tv yeah right the, um <laughs> i ended up going to target on friday not forgetting that it was black oh. friday at like at like 8 p.m and it um, was a madhouse i, I was i was looking for um wired headphones and it was unbelievably busy and all like before I went to to a couple of stores looking for wired headphones with just the original 3.5 cable, you know, the round one, mm -hmm. and all they had was USB-C wired headphones. So I'm like, I don't want USB-C wired headphones. I want ones that's, you know, because I want it for my laptop. Mm -hmm. This time I was actually looking for the USB-C ones. All they had were the other ones, and everything else was sold out. And I forgot. I was like, why the hell is it so busy? It's like eight or nine p.m. And then I remember it as like, oh crap, I came here on Black Friday. This is yeah. an awful idea. When they were like 30 minutes from closing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an awful idea. And it was, uh, it was not as bad, because I used to work at a Target. So Black Friday was basically like- So you were in on the scams. I went, I was in on the scams. You put the same prices over no, I the normal the, sale. I worked in the photo lab, so I, I, <laughs> I, 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 was, I managed a photo lab, so it wasn't quite the same thing. However, I did regularly, so what they used to do, there was a, a thing in Minnesota, there's a radio station called Cities 97, and they used to have a thing called the, the, the Cities 97 Sampler every year where they only make so many of them, and it comes with like custom artwork and custom this and that, and they would, and they would sell them exclusively at Target. Uh, yeah. And they would come out, and it would come out on Black Friday. Well, my mom loved the City's 97 sampler, right? So I got to the store early because I was opening and was able to get my hands on one every year 
rather than have to risk not getting one. So I definitely uh, like uh, bucked the system on mm -hmm. that one. So take that plebs. Corporate America. Yeah, take that plebs. <laughs> uh, I, I did not see like, like every like plus you don't want to have to like have you ever seen those videos of the people trying to fit the couches in their cars and it just doesn't fit like it's like some of these yeah. people have like tiny cars and the tv doesn't fit in the car because they get the biggest tv they can get just don't do that there was also furniture all over the freeway out here over oh, the weekend really yes i didn't see that oh, yeah. multiple places so and now target has had to reply to the scandal what did they say a recent TikTok showed a guest questioning if there was a sale on three Samsung TVs that had both a Black Friday sale sign and a sale sign behind it indicating the same price. The TVs were on sale before Black Friday as part of our early Black Friday sales. Oh, oh that's well, that's just that's a great explanation. That Thank you, Target. Um, look, that that's when you get your tucking swimsuits on a sale price. Instead of the yeah. Pride Month price. Well, yeah, maybe that's the thing. Like, oh, right here in the chat, Russell says, Target, oh, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Clint Torres says, Brett, don't lie. You were looking for a cheap, tuck-friendly swim bottom. Mm -hmm. He calls you out. Is that what I was doing? <laughs> All right, guys. So just be weird. Like, uh, go to Amazon like a, like a civilized human being. <laughs> Honestly, even the Amazon sales are scams. Was that, so no, because I also like, uh, I was looking at a couple of other sites. Well, I was talking with a friend about the, the, the death spiral that is like targeted Instagram ads, which I normally avoid. I, I'm pretty good about that. I know a lot of people who spend obscene amounts of money on things that are targeted to them on Instagram. And it's really funny because like there's a, a couple of ones where I was like, it was definitely something that it was like a suit jacket that I was looking at. And it was definitely the same price as before. They just put like a higher price on the X'd out part. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally always a lot. <laughs> All right, guys. <sighs> All right. Mary, you need to first give everybody Let a... Let me debrief you. Yes. Okay, guys, um, I hope that you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving holiday and spent it as a wholesome time with family. I did. And I didn't do a Friendsgiving party but this is a millennial phenomenon. Millennials throw a Friendsgiving party instead of Thanksgiving so that they can spend time with all of their work friends instead of their family members. Because and they then have Republican boycott. dads. Yes. Yeah. They stay away from your toxic Republican parents and spend it with your other liberal millennial friends in the city. And the Friendsgiving a phenomenon is also a boycott of Thanksgiving because obviously it's a colonial holiday that celebrates murder and genocide, right? Of course. So this video from TikTok went viral. It's this group of millennial friends that threw a Hanksgiving. It is a version of Thanksgiving that celebrates Tom Hanks for some reason. I don't think that Tom Hanks is particularly famous among millennials, but... Yes, he is. At, like, He's pretty famous amongst my generation. Basically, they all dress up as Tom Hanks characters from different movies and get together and call it Hanksgiving. I would support this if this were about Chet, but the fact that it's about Tom Hanks, who is widely uh, you know, suspicioned to be a PDF file in Hollywood and an Epstein flight log attendee, 
it's it's gross, right? Let's listen to this video. I'm, I'm guessing these people don't know any of that stuff anyways. Yeah, this but, went absolutely insanely would, viral on Thanksgiving. QAnon. Here we go. Not to brag, but I got invited to Hanksgiving. Um, it's a party my friend throws every year where everyone dresses up as Tom Hanks. You knew that by the title. There's also pictures of Tom Hanks everywhere. This was the Brave. third annual one. Um, could not believe I was invited. It's kind of a pretty exclusive event and everyone goes really full out like a hundred percent full out costumes were purchased for this event that will probably never be worn again that's that is the true love of tom hanks um and then we all got together for a group photo tom hanks you're invited whenever but not chet right and then there were winners for the best dish and the best costumes so happy thanksgiving Okay, first of all, the girl doing this voiceover sounds like she wants to die, which plays into this whole discussion that exploded from this video. The I've caption my, is- I've changed my mind uh, about that. I, I think what it is, this is a very millennial thing to do, to do the nonchalant, yeah. I don't care voice. She does, she, it's not that she wants to die. <laughs> when she's doing that, she thinks she sounds super cool and detached. Right. She just doesn't sound as elated as as she holidays says are that for she is. lesser people. The caption is millennial humor is so empty, their relationships are empty. And a Twitter user called Scorched Earth Policy wrote a whole essay analyzing what this what the meaning of this was. What is this symptomatic give the, give the of points. in society? Get the give the clip notes. Well, let me just uh, read some excerpts. The flaccid, asexual emptiness of millennial culture is the direct result of cohabitating male and female friendships in a middle to lower class environment, which possesses none of the aristocratic eccentricities to normally justify mixing men and women together in a platonic environment. Uh, but Scorch, everyone's just vibing out. What's your problem? Let people have fun. Chill out. No. <laughs> Uh, he says it's a natural fact that the men in such a friend group are either A, normal dudes quietly bored but playing nice because they're someone's boyfriend, B, beyond unbelievably pussy-whipped soft betas who haven't acknowledged unrequited, unrequited feelings for one of the girls, or C, closeted or uncloseted homosexuals who have been MKUltra'd into a sodomite lifestyle from living the real-life equivalent of a sparkling water commercial diverse friend group for over a decade. Oddly enough, I think it was almost all sparkling water on that counter. There was no alcohol there. That was the real reason nobody was having yeah, fun. It was a, a dry party. Uh, he says these people are not having fun, even though they clearly are desperate to make you believe they are having fun. And honestly, I agree with this guy. You pointed out that, you know, is he is this guy writing this essay he wrote happy this on, he and wrote spending this, time with family on he Thanksgiving? He wrote this on Thanksgiving as well. Like I'm imagining is he sitting here typing this essay and his grandkids or his kids are like, yeah. Dad, grandpa, come come watch the game with us. Sorry, I'm owning the libs yeah. right now. <laughs> so this was at uh, 8 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. So you could say to this guy, you should be spending time with your family if you think you're so above Friendsgiving. But I don't think that pointing out societal problems necessarily means that you're unhappy, right? I agree with most of the points he made here. And his takeaway was if you're part of one of these friend groups in millennial uh, urbanite society, you should cut yourself off from them 
and engage in a more meaningful life. Previous generations, they might have the complaint that the previous generations, if they hadn't all frivolously gotten married and then divorced so quickly, these kids wouldn't have had such complicated holiday lives to begin with, which caused Valid them to points. detach. Valid points. But also you see all of the propaganda every year yes. about, you know, start fights with your Republican yeah. parents about Trump yeah. and about Israel and Palestine and let politics divide your family cut off your family if they have any political disagreements with you and they might have bought into that philosophy and he also said uh, if you're a young woman stop wearing spandex never watch another episode of friends again don't smoke weed don't take ssris don't take melatonin don't take birth control gay guys aren't your friends and if you don't have other female friends it's because something is wrong with you I ostensibly agree, but you're saying what is what is the average millennial female going to say in reaction to this? Yeah, what is there left to do other you're, than take birth control and of, hang out with my gay best friends? You're literally taking away every aspect of how many of the millennials were like when he mentions friends. First of all, I've had like I have uh, known I I've known people that love the show Friends that were perfectly well-adjusted people and not everyone another thing is like not everyone necessarily has a home to go to I think for something like this I my issue is more it's the lol so random nature of the of the Hanks part of it which screams millennial detachment and stupidity I agree with yeah. that uh, and the fact that when you look at the video ladies and gentlemen literally everyone looks like they're being they're held hostage uh, and it doesn't look like this doesn't to me look like a person who's having yeah. a ton of fun but there's also honestly probably a part of the person who made this where a millennial would love and find it hilarious to make a video where everyone looks like they'd rather be somewhere else costume parties have been a thing for sure. a long time this is themed parties have been a thing for a long time i think what he's doing here is he's looking at it through such a politically housed lens that he's taking what is a little cringy but harmless and attaching a whole lot of societal importance to it where i don't think it's there he would say this is cringy but not harmless he would say this is actually actively harmful because you know if you are attending a friendsgiving with all of your millennial friends in the city rather than going home to your family if it's mutually exclusive then you are part of the problem right and also they're likely doing this because they have like ethical objections to thanksgiving because that one i find of our original crazy. sin in america the the other thing is that look a, a lot of these like, it's not like the parents are always innocent in these situations i'm playing devil's advocate here right I see I'm, that. I'm playing devil's advocate here that when these relationships go bad with your family or things don't work out it's very rarely just it's very easy to paint a narrative where it's one person's fault they were unreasonable and stupid but at the end of the day we as human beings tend to make our beds together when it comes to our social interaction right we screw things up together one person reacts poorly and the other person doesn't handle it well and uh, first of all I don't know if this actually happened on was this actually on Thanksgiving who knows day? Other people have Friendsgiving before Thanksgiving. We don't know if these sure. people, I just feel like for something where there's a whole lot of information left out, it's just cringy and not necessarily the end of the West. And all of the things that he's pointing out 
have deeper problems that started long before these people decided to spend Thanksgiving wearing cringy Tom Hanks yeah. costumes with their friends. This is a live and let live thing for me. Like if they're not, I, I would rather these people go and dress up as characters from Apollo 13 in uh, Bridge of Spies than sit there on Instagram and post infographics about how you're celebrating a holiday on stolen land and blah, 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 blah. Right. There's a thousand things that make this stuff cringy. And to me, it's the lame, uh, detached. We are we're too good for this because we're millennials and our lives have been ruined. Therefore, we have to be uh, we have to be sarcastic and about everything. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that type of deeply felt sarcasm that they feel that they need to attach to everything because sincerity is bad. They're afraid of sincerity. There's nothing sincere about this. Either. Right. I don't. I agree with that. It doesn't feel sincere. It doesn't have any of the joy that comes from spending time with your family and loved ones. But I don't think that all of the things that he's attached to this are necessarily this a result of this. I think that we screwed up this country many, many decades ago. And it's a long time coming. And now we're stuck with Thanksgiving. None of the people at uh, Thanksgiving, sorry. None of the people at Thanksgiving who are in their 30s are the cause of all of these societal problems. Mm -hmm. They're the symptoms of it. I think it's valid to point that out. But the guy who originally posted this clip seems like he might be one of these, you know, ironic, detached people as well. He said, on the gay topic of Friendsgiving or Hanksgiving, about 10 years ago, I got invited to a Friendsgiving dinner and I immediately had a visceral hatred for it. It doesn't compare to being with family and loved ones. They asked what everyone was thankful for, and when it was my turn, I couldn't help but say, I'm thankful for the pilgrims killing the Indians so we could all be here tonight. You could hear a pin drop after that. The disgust they had was palpable. The British guy from Gossip Girl wasn't amused either. I was never invited back. Haters will say I was in the wrong and I was the a-hole, but I was testing the waters and quickly realized no one has balls anymore. Very sad. I think he's being edgy for the sake of being edgy <laughs> and, and then is saying that it's everybody else's fault. He right. should know how to read the room. And if he knows it, what, what it sounds to me is that he actually read the room perfectly fine and said it anyways, which does in fact make him the asshole. Kind of. Yeah. So this is uh, a lot of this stuff is just, uh, I feel like it's the result of so much politicization on all sides that everyone needs to look into. And look, I, I did not spend Thanksgiving with my fam. My family's in Minnesota, right? I did not, but I called my dad and I and I spent sure. uh, and I and I talked to him. But I'm sure if you practically had the ability to go home for Thanksgiving, you would have. I mean, yeah, yeah, like like, and, and I actually am from like maybe the example I gave earlier is resonates with me because I am from that family. My my parents divorced when I was. They separated when I was 12, right? So we had separate, you know, Thanksgivings and Christmases after a while. And I always loved seeing seeing the family a couple of times a year. But I'm also one of those people who's like, I love my family. And I, I understand the importance of family and how much it's, as a society, mm -hmm. a strong nuclear family is a huge part of keeping keeping a world functioning. But... I understand that that will never be a 100% truth for everybody. There are so many generational wars. Every every generation wants to blame the other generation for the mess that we're in right now. Yeah. I also saw a video over the weekend of two boomer parents who 
were laughing and gloating about the fact that they were kicking their son out of the house and saying, I hope you have fun eating nothing but ramen noodles and Kool-Aid because you're broke. They were laughing at his financial desperation. That's that and that's funny when you're when you're in an age where you're going to be able to afford a house in 20 in 10 to 15. Of course. Years. It's yeah. not funny when the kids, that's the kids destined for that for the rest of his life. So you can boomers point at. Boomers are just as bad. Right. You can point at the toxic boomers and you can point at the toxic millennials and you can also blame Gen Z for all of the problems. But the point is literally everyone alive right now has in one way or another been complicit in this societal degradation. Also, do we have a poll up today? No poll. We should do a poll asking the audience, what do you think of Hanksgiving? Is it cringe? Oh, can I? Or Friendsgiving in general? I, 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 we might not be able to because I, uh, oh, no, here we go. Yeah. Say it again now. Like, is, is Friendsgiving cringe? Simple, yes or no. I'm sure some of you guys have attended them yourselves. I've probably done it like once, maybe twice. Um, but not at the exclusion of being with my family. And that's the thing. I've had, I had friends that did like a a Christmas party every year with just friends. But they also spent Christmas Day with their family. Doesn't That's have like, to be one or the other. Yeah, without knowing right? what the situation was. Jack Posobiec just... also weighed in and said, "We all agree that Thanksgiving was cringe, but wait till you see my Saint Nicholas Cage miss party." That's the other thing. If if, if some <laughs> if some if some conservative had a Trump themed Thanksgiving party, people would think that was so cool because you're sticking it to the libs. It's, it's basically what cultural icon is okay for you to make a lame party of. I would still think that a Trump-themed Thanksgiving is cringe. It would and be. I love Trump. It really, I, well, you said, you said a Hank, uh, a Chet Hanks one. It would be, be slightly cringy. more forgivable. It's, uh, it's just, if it uh, were about Chet. Uh, in the chat, Jacob Edler says, Gen X is not blameless in this mess. Gen X gets forgotten about a lot in all of these discussions. Oh, well, I'm sure that the, the video I'm referring to actually was a pair of Gen X parents, yeah. but they kind of get lumped in with the boomers. Yeah. The boomers are the grandparents at this point. Yes. Yeah, they are. Unfortunately, if all of these millennials took the advice of Internet critics and got married and started families, left the cities, I don't think it would go well for them because of the selfishness that has been bred and indoctrinated into their generation. Like, I don't think they even have the capacity for that level of self-sacrifice anymore. If and they would end up getting divorced. If 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 the parents uh, of all of these kids had uh, stayed together and not pushed away their kids, maybe we wouldn't be in this position now or paid closer attention to the indoctrination that was going on at their schools. Right. You know, there's there's a million things to Lots blame. Lots of but... blame to share around on Thanksgiving. And um, it kind of speaks to Hollywood and how they do love the idea of chosen family. We talked about that uh, the other day because they, yeah. they had a list. They said all of the Friends episodes that... Uh, champion the idea of chosen family and that is in a lot of ways a natural response to a society that is broken and has an entire generation full of kids filled with divorced parents uh it it just it actually makes more sense to me that this is more than a mark more than this being evidence of some crazy marxist plot to destroy america uh i I see it more as we're reaping the the rewards of all that we've sown to ourselves Mm -hmm. all the things that we've done to ourselves i totally relate also because my parents are divorced and it sucks to not have a normative healthy family environment to be in during the holidays and it's a reminder of that 
I want these but, kids to make a one where where they're actually having fun at the party, but you know they all looked like they, they wanted to die. Look like they wanted to die. <laughs> all right, guys, let's. Uh, what would you like to see? Cringe or cute of the day? Um, let's see cringe first. Okay, we'll do cringe first, and that speaks to what we were talking about earlier a little bit, which is materialism. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this says girl reacts to Billie Eilish Nike AF1. Okay. Oh. 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 You're making me dizzy. She got her air forces. Oh, those are absolutely gorgeous. Oh I need to become a side. I think Addison's gonna pass. I was gonna say, what's up? I'm gonna go down. It's gonna be okay. Oh, somebody's get out of these heels, bro. It's a hoodie <laughs> and a pair of shoes. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. to be fair, this was exactly what I looked like when I got my N64 for Christmas back in... And you were how old? And I was 10. Or 9. Okay. She's literally falling on the floor and hyperventilating. You're making me dizzy. Oh. Okay. Very cringy, but like Yikes. I said, if she was 10 years old, it would be fine. I probably freaked out when I got a present in elementary school. <laughs> it, it is a sad um, sign of like the consumerist nature we have as adults. Right? Yeah. Like nothing excites me that much. I, I, I don't remember. I don't think I've ever been that excited about something like in my adult life about receiving. I can't think of. It's just a. It's just a pair of shoes. Yeah. I mean, what would Billie Eilish think of this? <laughs> right? Good consumer. Good, good, <laughs> good, good little consumer. Yikes. Very, uh, that was from Serenko Productions, so shout out to Serenko Productions. He's, uh, he's in the chat. All right, guys, we got some cue to the day as well. Here we go. Let's do a couple here. This is from, oh, no, that was from last week. Oh, How did that get That is over? not the cute of the day. Of that is day. not. <laughs> Here we go. This is from Ken. Says, new member of the family, Bella, fighting, uh, fitting right in with couch naps. Oakley, the blue healer, sleeps next to her. Aw. Cute. Looks very uh, comfortable yeah. down there in the corner. Let's do one more. This is from Chris Christie 24 parody account. All right. Uh, this is Bentley, and he's very concerned Kathleen Kennedy is hiding in his closet. Hashtag PCC pets. Follow Bentley. Uh, follow at Bentley's underscore best underscore life on Insta. You can follow Bentley over there. He, he looks like a teddy bear. He does. It's very cute. cute. All right. Guys, let's go ahead and get started then, shall we? So last week... We went on Tuesday and we reviewed the movie Wish. It is Disney's 100th anniversary film. It came out over the long Thanksgiving Day weekend as a tradition for Disney to release films over that period. And they tended in the past to do very, very well. This is not one of those cases. Wish didn't even crack the top two at the box office. It came in third behind Hunger Games, which was in its second week, and Napoleon. But not as catastrophic as the flop Strange World. Not quite as bad as, as Strange World. In 2022. Um, well deserved. This was an awful movie. It wasn't even mid. It was well below mid. We've um, uh, Ever since we reviewed it, um, the, the real 
the the YouTube short about how she's actually the villain, which was made before we saw the movie, which was a prediction. Um, that has since gotten a lot of traction here on YouTube. People are none too happy with our takes on that. Some some are okay really? with it. Yeah, people are are much happier with um with our take on Mr. Beast. Uh, How his... can you still be a Disney shill in 2023 when this is their output? I don't understand take that. Take the slop. Take the slop and take whatever they feed you. Right. So... I also saw uh, one of these Disney shills reacting to the horrible box office for Wish. And they said, to the so-called animation fans, what the heck is wrong with you? You just ruined a famous studio's 100th anniversary and only point and laugh like arrogant jerks. Have you no shame at all? Hashtag justice for wish. And then that someone is said. That's freaking disturbing. Yeah. Then someone said, thanks to you, Disney can only afford to make 17 Disney Plus original shows next year instead of 20. Hmm. That's, that's Poor not, Disney. It's not, not a parody. Bob Iger is gonna cry himself to sleep tonight. That's over not this. a parody. No, I don't think it is. That type of like <laughs> weird blind loyalty to an IP is insane, or to right. a company is insane. S someone replied, "What moral obligation do I have to enjoy a product exactly?" And they said, "Supporting the crew and cast who worked on it for one thing." And I'm like. They already got paid. Like, yeah. they're good. They are fine. They're not getting paid based on how well this does. Yeah. <laughs> so why, why would I have a moral obligation to anytime, support Disney? Anytime one of these things comes out, somebody puts a blame the fans bingo card in right. there, and one of them is, but they worked hard on it. Oh, they said, uh, Elemental, you still let that flop. But even Elemental, after having a lackluster opening weekend, had long legs and ended up recovering. It actually ended up breaking even. No. Right? I don't think so. They, I they, think they, it was they, proven that no. Elemental broke even no. eventually. So, so what it says here, I actually had this It just had up. really bad advertising and marketing. So it says, this says, while Elemental isn't considered an instant classic in Pixar's catalog, it still received a positive response from critics with a solid 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, we all know how much that matters. Unfortunately, it didn't keep the movie from having a miserable opening weekend at the box office. Elemental made just $29 million its opening weekend, and it was all but guaranteed to bomb. However, thanks to positive word of mouth, the movie only dropped small percentages each week and stayed in theaters for almost two months. As a result, Elemental made a profit after its box office comeback. It boasts a total worldwide gross of $425 million. First of all, I think it ended up at over $500 million by the time it was done. This article was printed a little bit before that. The problem is the budget on this movie was $200 million plus $100 million in marketing means that it yes. needs to break well over $600 million to break even. So I'm going to call... And it's at $50 million, you said? No, right I'm talking about Elemental right now. Elemental oh, needs oh. to... Elemental, I don't think Elemental broke even. So this movie's sitting at $49 million. Now we're back to talking about Wish. Wish. $49 million globally. It made $19.5 million over the three-day weekend. It made just $31.7 domestically over the, over the five-day Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, the projections were $35 million for the three-day... 45 for 50 for the just domestically mm -hmm. so it underperformed heavily here at home um and then there was also these there was this really funny one where well to really hammer home how paint by numbers this movie was we saw a report that said directors of wish 
had to use an Excel spreadsheet to keep track of the dozens of Disney Easter eggs that they added to the film. Is there anything more soulless than corporate <laughs> executives running an Excel spreadsheet to try and categorize and collate your childhood memories? Perch said the film seemed to exist to nod to other Disney films, but when references are directly rolled out, it's hard to call them Easter eggs and tracking them in Excel is how magical and organic they felt. Yeah, the whole movie felt It was way. a chore to watch. Yeah. And uh, you know what? We had a lot of uh, we had a lot of criticisms of Wish in our review that were from an ideological standpoint, um, how we think that this story is morally malforming the children who imbibe its message and that criti that criticism still stands but even the people who have no ideological opposition to disney and their agenda right now they all said that it was a boring uh low effort just you know they they did it to just put it out there and you know, they didn't intend for this to be memorable or yeah. special. It was just, you know, on schedule. Yeah. It's really funny. There was a, a thing from Variety. This is not from somebody in the uh, YouTube community. Variety says, not a single Disney film has grossed a billion dollars this year. It's the first time since 2014, not including pandemic years of 2020 and 2021, that Disney hasn't had a billion dollar release. They've had just, they had seven films that hit a billion dollars in 2019 alone. Well, they put out Encanto literally right when the pandemic hit and it still did better than Wish. Yep. Yeah. So you can't use the pandemic excuse anymore. You can't use the strikes as an excuse. Nobody is interested in the movie. And I, I don't think it's going to get any better because it's only going to get more corporate. It's not going to get more honest. It's not going to get more creator focused. Every one of these directors and studio and people that are picked out to do these things are hired off an assembly line to make sure that it's that it fits the exact right amount of boxes for each thing that it needs to do. And that's the thing that I thought was funny when listening to the music from Wish. It's like, I'm listening to this music that it's kind of like how pop radio is. You can tell it's been algorithmically designed yeah. to maximize playback from people which just feels very corporate, soulless, hollow, and empty. Mm -hmm. like yeah, the, the, the music is not going to be remembered a year or 10 years from now. No. Um, that's why people say, like, this feels like it was written by ChatGPT. That's why the music sounds like an AI generated it. They might as well turn to AI to make these movies now because their teams aren't doing any better. Yeah. And Disney has lost its hold on this market. Trolls almost beat it this weekend. Trolls, which is in its- Universal has been yes. beating them. Yes, with, for quite a while now. Yeah, with Mario, with Puss in Boots, um, anything that they put out does better. And I just, I don't think that the Disney brand carries the, they got, they had a couple of years in there where you can, where you can coast on crap because you're the Disney brand. That's not the thing anymore. First of all, the younger kids probably don't even want to go that much anyways. They're too busy watching uh, stuff on their phones or st stuff on their tablets that their parents gave them. I was gonna say PewDiePie, but he's not Cocoa really super. Melon. Cocoa Melon. He's not really, I wouldn't say PewDiePie is super relevant to that. It says we got a $20 one here from Max Destruction Ken. Says, is there a way for Disney to rebuild their franchise? I mean, seriously get rid of Iger and so on. Uh, well, I mean, if they, 
we keep saying like make more original stories stop beating all of your existing ip into the Even ground and living off of the fumes but this wish is an original story it's a new disney princess it's not another live action remake or a reboot and they prove that they're incapable of creativity in that respect too so i mean and you're saying encanto was good a lot of people liked encanto mm. um moana did a lot of people liked them. coco and but Moana, Moana, Moana did, did well, well but them. now they're like let's make a live action Moana yeah. everything they do that does moderately well they want to ride on its coattails until it loses all public favor I don't think that there's a way to fix something like this without the company going under and rebuilding from the ashes it's too big to I, fail I, I don't think that you pull back on something like this anytime soon especially since they've been very open about how they don't plan to change anything to do with their hiring policies DEI is still going to be a very important part of their business practices because it's baked into the business model that they use at the corporate level, not just at the creative level, but at the corporate level. So you can't go back on that. It's kind of like when I make the joke and even though I've actually been proven wrong recently, this is a little bit of an aside, but I was like, once you change the race of a character, if you have a white character and you make the character black, you know, you can never go back mm -hmm. and then cast the characters white again. I was wrong. They have, they have not only gone back and made Jimmy Olsen a white guy for DC, he's a redhead again. Oh. That's They just had to, to prove you wrong. That's that crazy, right? So, uh, like, I, I just don't know if you can go back with, with stuff like this. I don't think that you can capture that magic again. I think for a lot of things right now, you're watching a slow motion death in real time. The company will continue to pump its numbers through uh, the stocks, right? Like, like, the stock prices suffered severely. But the company's... Uh, going to continue to push IP that needs to be redone over and over and over again. All of these original movies, maybe what? You'll get a, uh, like, people liked uh, Elemental, right? Not well us, enough. but other other yeah. people liked Elemental well enough, but it didn't have a great opening box office. Maybe what's sad about that is that if Disney had a little bit more positive favor right now, it would have done a good opening box office weekend and had small drops, from week to week. So they're actually their own worst enemy in most cases like this. And I don't think there's a way to fix this without releasing at least four to five good projects in a row. You can't, you don't have, you don't have the, the goodwill to release two good ones, a bad one, two good ones, a bad one. Every time you release a bad one now, it reaffirms what people believe that you're floundering, that you're failing. You need five knockout projects in a row that all capture the, the public interest, that all do well at the box office, that all help turn their company around. It's also true that they're not making as much money now because they're focused so heavily on Disney Plus, which is losing them tons of money. Right. Uh, also, Elemental was a Pixar movie, not a but it's Disney, Disney Studios movie. But it's they're Disney. trying to um, prioritize Disney Studios movies it, with animated movies right yeah. now. They are trying to, f it seems like they're trying to phase out Pixar. Well, they, they, they've been doing that for a couple of years because yeah. they were releasing all the Disney ones in theaters, but Pixar was getting sent straight to, right. unless it was Toy Story 4 or Lightyear. Yeah. And Lightyear bombed. Lightyear didn't do good. Yeah. Like that was like the, the tweet that I saw, which I responded to, and I don't often respond is it's just like a week ago, no one at Holly in Hollywood could have predicted that, that this movie from Disney would fail. And I'm just like, 
uh, but YouTubers could. I'm like, uh, <laughs> Strange World, Indiana Jones 5, Ant-Man and the Wasp, The Marvels, uh, all of these movies that you release. Yes, you absolutely could tell that it was going to fail. Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. You knew that it was going to fail. Anybody paying attention knew that it was going to fail. And it's only gotten worse. Uh, my hope for them is they someday get rid of Bob Iger. This is not going to happen. Like the Maybe they get rid of Bob Iger. But you, as long as they're doing um, the type of investment strategy they're doing, you guys should go check out Valiant Renegades, uh, Valiant Renegades channel. He does really good financial breakdowns of Disney as far as the stock price and everything. As long as their business model is in the form that it's in, I don't think it changes anytime soon. It's too big. It's too corporate. Mm-hmm. It will never have the magic that it wants. But doesn't had. that mean it's too big to fail? I mean, and we're not going to live to see everything they've built up topple. I mean, we can go ahead and we can laugh at all of them when they come out and they don't do that well. But I don't know if it's going to. It's they're never going to go out of business, right? But keep uh, keep um, poking at the bear and telling them that their projects suck. Be honest when they're good. Don't just say that. I, I don't. I hate that shit. I hate when people dunk on stuff just because it's cool to dunk on it. If you see something you like, like people were, I was talking to people who, who liked Wish and that's okay. You're allowed to like the projects that you like. You're allowed to, there were plenty of movies this year that I liked that you didn't like, right? Who, or, who liked Wish? Or, or you liked, you liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? It was and great. So like, like the stuff that you like, don't let anyone tell you that you can't like something just because it's a company that, uh, that normally sucks. I think the TMNT movie was the best animated movie for kids that came out this year. Yeah. Um, Also, we like now what the frozen four has been announced before frozen three even has come out. Is it supposed to be a live action frozen? No, I mean, or is that still a rumor? That's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a $20 one here from KB says we've been exposing our preteen to all the good classic movies from the past. Parents don't need to wait for Disney at all uh, to come around there's plenty of old stuff we grew up on to fill a childhood yes that's absolutely you don't need disney plus to watch the old stuff nope no you don't need to do that so have a physical media collection that's also it's so funny the thanksgiving slasher movie with addison ray did better this weekend than the marvels and i got a ton of messages from people saying you should go see this it's really really good so thanks the the word of mouth was there for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Or, oh, wow. Yeah, people are like, like, they're like, look, it's fun. It's great. Go see yeah. it. So, yeah, a lot of people were hating on Napoleon as well. Uh, because uh, he doesn't have an accent. And... Well, also, he's, they're saying that he is a simp for Josephine, and it's really like changing history. It's not historically accurate in a lot of Most ways. Most of these movies That's rarely are. That's to be are. expected. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't like Joaquin Phoenix's acting style anymore. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see when um, one of the one of the movies that's going to be interesting to follow is to see how Joker Two does. Given that it mm-hmm. won't have the public back, it won't have the media backlash because now it's co-signed no, by. Never say never on the, that. The media's on board with it now. You sure? Yep, the media's on board with it now. So it's confusing. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go ahead and let's go to uh, super chats then. Bucky Ducky said, "Here's to 500 um, with an emoji for like a glass of milk." We are uh, getting there tomorrow. Is that supposed to be like milk toast fence sitter? That's me. We can eat milk and toast for do, episode 500. Do uh, do two more. Shane H Wilder said, "I got sick over Thanksgiving and lost my voice. Still better than going to see Wish." <laughs> there you go. Um, he also said, "I do want people like look. 
I do want people to make up their minds for themselves. Like, I, I'm not saying go see it just because we affirm what you assume of it. What I realize though, is we lose that. Like, think about all the stuff that we've seen where like, or the things that you've seen where like you thought it was going to be crappy, but then it turns out to be all right. You end up shortchanging yourself when you don't give something a chance, right? Things now, we thought were going to be crappy, but weren't. There was a couple. Hunger Games. Yeah, Hunger, right? Hunger Games wasn't as um, bad as I thought it was going to be. Puss in Boots. Yep. I definitely didn't have high hopes for that, and it totally blew me away. And the TMNT movie. Mm. I don't know if I can think of anything else. But I'm just saying that's several chances you had there. If right, you just but I it. still recommend against going to see Wish or really any Disney yeah. movie at this point because you don't need to watch it at this point to have an opinion. Right, like it's all the same slop. I just, I just prefer that people make up their minds for themselves. Most of the time, I think that you end up, you're only hurting yourself if you don't give it a chance. I'm not saying watch the whole thing. If you watch five minutes in and it sucks, turn it off. That's what I do. But when you can stuff. stream it, yeah. Shane H. Wilder said, "Lady Ballers is giving Juana Man." It's a movie, Juana Man. Man. All right, let's hold off on the rest and we'll come back after the fact. Let's go ahead and let's talk about what the hell is going on with the Me Too state in Hollywood. Yeah, just days after P. Diddy reached a settlement with Cassie after her Me Too claims against him, two more Me Too claims have been made against him. He just can't seem to escape it. And we asked, why are all of these Me Too lawsuits happening seemingly at the same time? Jamie Foxx was also accused recently, and Axl Rose was also accused, amongst others, yep. all in the lead up to Thanksgiving. And it turns out that Thanksgiving Day this year was the expiration date for something called the Adult Survivors Act, which was modeled after a similar law in New York that allowed child victims of abuse to file civil lawsuits against their alleged abusers, because that means that they, they don't have to abide by the normal um, statute, limitations. statute of limitations for those crimes to have a lawsuit uh, heard in court. So this is only in New York State, but that naturally would implicate a lot of celebrities for anything that happens in New York. If they did this in California, I'm sure this is something similar or even uh, another avalanche of Me Too cases would happen. Yep. Um, but it, ex it expired on Thanksgiving Day. So that's why you saw this big flurry of Me Too accusations coming out seemingly all at once, like it was some kind of coordinated effort. It kind of was. <laughs> Part of it is like if you come in at the last minute, then it, it yeah. encourages people to settle and just get it out of the news it now. Does. Yeah. yeah, and that's what Diddy did with Cassie's lawsuit or yeah. threatened lawsuit. And now it looks like he's going to have to do that two more times. So another lawsuit was he probably started. Should have, he probably should have waited until the bill ran out and then settled the right? first one. Yeah, but really. it's like now... Um, the sooner you settle it, the, the sooner that people will stop talking about it. As I give advice to the scumbag, right? But like yeah. another, another lawsuit uh, was brought forward and it's from a woman who claims she was assaulted by P. Diddy when she was a college student in Syracuse in 1991. This is a 32-year-old claim that because of this law, she is allowed to bring forward. Um, and we won't get into all the details there, but she is not anonymous. There is another anonymous accuser, um, as well as a friend of hers, who also made um, 
uh, have have launched a lawsuit against him claiming that him and a music producer named Aaron Hall assaulted them in Aaron Hall's apartment also in the 90s after they met at a record label party the record label is also being implicated in the lawsuit so it looks like they're going to get payouts from everyone involved um, but they're remaining anonymous uh i just don't know what to say at this point because these stories are so repetitive it seems like they all echo each other and have the same plot points it's like yeah. a movie i don't um, agree with the ability to remain anonymous yeah. These things. I, yeah. I don't think that's uh, the right to face your accusers. Uh, one thing, obviously, but also it's uh, it's the type of thing that would absolutely encourage someone who didn't. That's not what I'm saying about these people, but I'm saying that uh, a very thrifty grifter would be more than happy thrifty to. Grifter. Uh, that'll be the name of my movie when I make it. Thif Love it. Thif thrifty grifter. But it's like a, a grifter who wants to take a shot from the shadows and not have to actually be identified. It encourages bad behavior. I understand that the point of it is also to encourage those who have actually suffered severe atrocities on behalf of another person. Um, it encourages them to come forward, right? Like I get the point of it. It's just, it's kind of the same way when we talk about, like I, I feel the same way about when they talk about hate speech laws, right? Like, yeah, sure. It's great in theory, but you can't, you can't police speech and expect the outcome to be good, right? There's just, it's too, uh, it's too dangerous to allow that. Mm -hmm. So the story of this specific lawsuit. It also, it also makes it harder um, for people to buy credibility. Yeah. Like you automatically, you, you start from a net negative with the, with the court of public opinion when you aren't right. willing to be known by name. Mm -hmm. And what this sounds like is, just uh, someone who regrets a certain sexual experience that they had and then later on reinterprets it retroactively as a trauma that they suffered. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I know the truth of the situation. I don't. But here's the basic point by point story. She and her friend were at this record label's party. They were getting drunk and handsy and flirting with P. Diddy and his friend Aaron Hall. They go back to Aaron Hall's apartment while drunk. I'm sure they were all under the influence of different drugs and alcohol. And then claim that they were coerced into sex and that Aaron Hall and Diddy assaulted both of them repeatedly. Mm -hmm. And the way that this sounds just on its face is coerced is a heavily um, debated term. Like, I, I don't know what coerced into sex means. Does it mean that just because she was under the influence of alcohol that she was forced? Coerced doesn't mean forced. It, it, I mean, just the fact that you went back to one of their apartments in general, it has certain implications. And to deny that is idiotic. It's ridiculous. And I'm tired of people denying... Um, that sexual liberation has a part to play in this. This is the consequences of sexual liberation blowing up in everyone's faces and no one is satisfied with the way things stand at this point. These women regret doing certain things that they, that they engaged in voluntarily. I'm not saying these two women in particular, but many of the Me Too accusers, they you know, took a gamble by hooking up with a producer or a director, hoping to get resources and opportunities out of them. 
they had that gamble, uh, you know, not turn out the way that they planned. And then retroactively, they interpret this experience as an assault or a trauma or a violation of some kind. When in reality, mm. you just did something that was objectively degrading and undignified and unbecoming, and you can't face what you did or what situation you put yourself in. And the fact that women act like this is the best argument for women being accompanied by male chaperones that I have ever seen. I, am I wrong? Prove me wrong. Change my mind. Women should be accompanied by male chaperones because they clearly are not able to properly exercise agencies as free adults in this world of sexual liberation where everything goes. That, that is my case against the Me Too movement. <sighs> is that this would have never happened without the sexual revolution. Nobody, sh I, look, I don't know the truth of this, and I'm sure that Diddy is a sexual degenerate and a perv, and he's been you know, accused of doing gross things behind the scenes in the entertainment industry for decades. And that's what everyone said when the original Cassie lawsuit came about mm -hmm. and they posted these sketchy videos of him with 15 year old Justin Bieber and who knows what they got up to in those 48 hours where he you know was in charge of Justin Bieber did they go to some degenerate orgy <laughs> uh, and then him being the mentor and legal guardian of Usher when he was also 15 years old mm -hmm. it's all extremely sketchy and I, I assume the worst of all of these celebrities I would like but at the same time them. the women that accuse Hollywood men of violating them in all of these ways, they also have a part to play in the story. I would like to, to find a middle ground where adult females find the agency that to be is able not to, possible uh look you're you're an <laughs> adult female not. you you have the agency to choose when to go somewhere you want to go when to remove yourself from a situation when you think it's going to be uh dangerous to you i don't believe for a second that you're the only woman in the world that can do that. I think other women can do that. I just think that not when the majority you, and when, we make we make laws and we make societal expectations for the rule, not the exception. I have full faith in myself that I can advocate for myself. But these are understand you're, you're, what situations are posing risks the, to me. But we're talking about the exceptions and not the rules. Millions of women go out every day and interact with the opposite sex and don't come back with sexual assault claims. These are the exceptions. No, and you're not seeing the rules. this because it's being covered in the media. But the point is, is the, millions of people go out every day, including people who spend time with celebrities, go out every day, they party with celebrities, and they don't come back with stories of sexual assault. Women can make those decisions for themselves. The problem is there's too much financial incentive. There's too much, uh, there's too little requirement of evidence. There's too much guilt placed on the people who dare ask questions that a person who's self-interested, whether assaulted or not, can be brought to bring these types of types of accusations because people are always going to put their own needs first. So I think that we have to give the, the everyday women of this country who go out all the time, spend time with the opposite sex and don't come back and claim that they have been R-worded by someone when maybe they did, maybe they didn't. The problem me and you always have in these stories is that we, it's like at the end of the day, what do we know? We weren't there. We don't know if this actually happened or not. Do I believe that P. Diddy probably has a bunch of deviant behavior in his past? Yeah, absolutely. 
definitely. Do I believe that it's financially and socially incentivized for women to make up stories like this because it can get them a quick payout? Yeah, absolutely. I say everyone here ended up in these situations of their own volition outside of knowing these people personally. I pass no judgments other than you all got yourself into this situation. <laughs> get yourselves out of it. I am in full agreement with you that the entire system is broken and that these women are incentivized to bring forward their accusations, uh, however credible they are, after the media plays into it and gets years. support of public opinion on a certain side. But that doesn't change the conclusion that I think we are all avoiding, which is that most women are not capable of assessing situations that pose risks to their safety and well-being. I think it's the opposite. I think most no. women are. <laughs> no. And the ones that aren't are the ones you hear about. And that's the big uh, lie of feminism and sexual liberation, by the way, mm -hmm. is that women can take responsibility and power over all of their decisions in and out of the bedroom. And that is not true. And we have found that out from Me Too. I mean, these Me are, Too should be our lesson. There is 300. That is not possible. There's 330 million people in this country. Half of those. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It always happens at this important part. Thank you, guys. I do need a new crisis party sound effect. I need a crisis party sound effect. I think we're having like the least socially acceptable conversation about Me Too that's ever happened before. There are 330 million people in this country, half of which are women, and a great majority of them go out every day and interact with the opposite sex. Hey! Can I get a free one? It cut off early. And okay. they go out every day and they spend time with the opposite sex and they don't end up in this situation. I think that it's, I, I just I just see it as the inverse of what you're saying. You're, you're saying that you think that this okay. is a result of the majority. I think this is a result of the minority being amplified by a media that wants clicks and a government that has incentivized mm -hmm. these people to do it with certain laws, like these laws. Not all of these situations end up being national sensations that are covered by journalists and talked about on social media, that's for sure. But how many of those women that are, as you said, going out by the millions, interacting with the opposite sex, how many of them are, you know, maybe not getting violated in some egregious way, but end up with unplanned pregnancies, getting abortions, uh, having to be pumped up on birth control for years of their life, walking around in society in a state of phantom pregnancy that changes their hormones so they can't make proper decisions. This is um, the, this How is many the... of them are ending up with astronomical body counts that affect their ability What's to pair bond in the future and have long-lasting marriages? And then how many divorces happen as a result of that? I mean, the, the level at which this has destroyed human connection and relationship and the dynamic between men and women cannot be overstated and me too is a big reality check for everyone i think and it implicates the men that took advantage of the circumstances of sexual liberation to get free sex from women who are on birth control using contraception and it implicates the women who leveraged their sex appeal to try to 
obtain resources and opportunities and uh, positions from men. All of these people can wallow in this mess that they've created for themselves, but no one wants to talk about going, winding, winding back the clock the problem is and sacrificing the, all of these the material gains. to change <laughs> that is to, be, to turn this into an authoritarian society yes. that we will not be doing, or at least I don't okay. see happening in any... Realistically, any not going to happen, no. but I can, I can a, at least... If you value <laughs> liberty and freedom, women need to have the freedom to make their own mistakes, and men have to have the freedom to let themselves fall no, into the these thing. traps and make their own mistakes. Women actually did already have sexual freedom before the sexual revolution. The only difference now is that they're being shielded from the consequences of their decisions in and out of the bedroom. I agree. So I mean, I, I birth agree control that the, the birth shields control women thing. and men from the consequences mm -hmm. of casual mm -hmm. commitment free sex. The sexual revolution wasn't about people taking responsibility for these decisions. It was just about libertinism. So everyone had the ability to hook up with whoever they wanted before that. Yeah. We didn't we didn't gain any new liberty from the sexual revolution in reality. The, That's the freedom just the to act, point. the freedom to act of your own volition and make your own choices is going to come with societal problems. And we're seeing that. Yes, sure. I still believe that never without the, a cost. The amplification of a lot of these stories has a lot to do with the fact that people will click and read these stories. Women will write articles that women will yeah. read. Women will make They're TikToks. monetizing their trauma. Women, women will make TikToks where they do their makeup and talk about this stuff. And Millions of women will watch. Men will go watch Manosphere videos, giving you the complete opposite perspective of the same uh, of the same incident. It's an ecosystem. It's a marketplace ecosystem yeah. that is all coming back to freedom: the freedom to make your own choices, the freedom to sleep with who you want, the freedom to make your mistakes, the freedom to get out of those mistakes by not screwing up or making the wrong choice. Now, right now, we are seeing that men are walking away, as they say. Men are choosing not to get married because the government has made it too risky for a guy to get married in a culture where women and men equally don't seem to value commitment very much. Why would you risk all your income if you're if you have a 55% chance of divorce? Well, that does suck, but the government shouldn't be involved in the marriage contract anyways, right? At least I, I don't think that the government think should be should. involved in the, in, Personally. In, the, in the contract. I just don't see this as the type of thing that whether you believe that it's the majority of the problem is is women being uh, in a lack of agency, whether I believe that a, a minority of women screwed up for everyone by making these cases public and it being a problem, it all comes back to the freedom we have to make our own choices. And I will always choose freedom and free will over somebody intervening and telling me I can't do something. Even if it's, it's just for the that copy pasta all over mm -hmm. again. Women will do shit like this and then wonder why there were severe limitations on their sovereignty mm -hmm. for all of human history in every civilization. Yep. This is why. Okay, just to close out this topic, I wanted to read the statement from Diddy's lawyer. These are fabricated claims falsely alleging misconduct from over 30 years ago filed at the last minute. Nothing but a money grab. Because of Mr. Combs' fame and success, he's an easy target for anonymous accusers who lie without conscience yep. or consequence for financial benefit. 
The New York legislature surely did not intend or expect the Adult Survivors Act to be exploited by scammers. The public should be skeptical and not rush to accept these bogus allegations. So even if that's not true about these specific accusers, it definitely applies to some Me Too claims. Which is why it's and hard And Jamie Foxx for also, to... for the record, denies his accusation, which is that um, he assaulted this woman on a rooftop bar in 2015. That's at least more recent than 32 years ago. Yeah. And... Uh... We're going to continue to see more claims like this made, even without the Adult Survivors Act, because it's incentivized for people to do this, yeah. because these guys want to settle out of court. And in a lot of cases, just like a corporation will settle out of court quickly when a bogus lawsuit comes in because it's quicker and easier to do so, a celebrity is in, every, in most ways a corporation unto themselves because their name is their brand. This is just the cost of doing business for a lot of these celebrities. Does it suck that society has made this possible? Kind of, I guess, yeah, but they chose to live that life. They have the freedom to do so, so they have to now deal with this stuff. And that's, uh, it's, it's different for me and you, I think, too, because like me and you are just, we don't live in that world. So we're, yeah. we're looking at it from the 30,000 foot view where it's very hard to, to look at it and be like, look, he's probably a scumbag and she is incentivized to make this claim. I take no sides. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we got um, a $20 one here from Thursday. Um, there is a difference between feed freedom and liberty. Liberty bad. Locke and his consequences have been a disaster for the human race. Freedom is good. It is bound within the good. Good point. Good distinction to make. All right. Uh, let's go to Super Chats. I'm not going to read this. Username said the Wayans brothers can replace the Scream actresses, but only if they play it like white chicks. There you go. Do that. I would be totally, I would be totally okay with that. Why not at this point? Be really funny to watch them like running away like women, like white women. <laughs> Takti Platy said, Brett, just resub with deals to stream services. I cut out happy with their ad tier level. Mary, don't know how, but you've been more likable and even prettier. Wow, that's a backhanded compliment, right? You're like less unlikable than usual and less ugly than usual, Mary. Wait, which uh, is <laughs> I cut out happy with the ad. I just look like I watched a couple of shows recently with ads. If it's in if it's an old show I've never seen before, that's fine. But if it's a show I've seen before to suddenly be watching with ads is just disgusting. Yeah, let's do one more. Derek Nall said Lady Ballers, the ringer for today. Congrats. 500 tomorrow. Thank you. Thank All right, you. Let's, uh, let's hold off on the rest and we'll come back after the fact. Tell okay. us why uh, everyone mm -hmm. is so uh, up in arms about this Bruce Willis clip. So over the holiday, Bruce Willis's daughter, Scout, posted a video to her Instagram where she held out her hand and held hands with her father. If you didn't know by now, Bruce Willis is currently battling dementia, so... He's kind of lost a lot of his faculties mentally and physically. He's retired from acting for over a year now, actually. And uh, people have just been wondering what's going on with him. And a lot of people are up in arms about the fact that she posted this video because they find it exploitative, disrespectful. They're wondering what her motivations were for posting this. Is she trying to clout chase off of her father's fame and... Uh, subsequently him falling ill and no longer being able to be in the public eye. It's a lot of speculation. No one really knows, but let's just watch the video. You can judge for yourself if you think that this was sinister in some way. I suspect that she had good intentions, personally. It's literally a three-second clip. Yeah. Here we go. It's just them holding hands. She 
holds out her hand and he grabs it. I mean, it a little bit reminds me of when um, people play that trick with their dogs where they do the handshake yeah. with their dog. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, it's, it's true that Bruce Willis doesn't have the capability to consent or not yeah. to being on social media and being in the public eye. He retired for a reason because he doesn't want to be in the public eye anymore and have people talking about him and seeing him everywhere. Yeah. So that's a good enough reason for me to say it's a bad idea to post him on social media. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, on its face, I saw it and I saw nothing wrong with it. A lot of people than, saw it as heartwarming. Uh, I, I did as well. At first, my instinct is to say this is creepy and, and bad because she's posting it and he doesn't have the ability to consent to the video, he definitely I guess. doesn't. But, but there, that raises are... all other questions. Children can't consent to being on social media, and people post. Other their... people with mental disabilities can't properly consent to being on social media. We post our people post their kids all the time. Yeah. Kids who are under eighteen who couldn't understand the gravity of what it means to post a a video of your kids, especially since there's a lot creepier results for your kids ending up on the internet than adults. Yeah. Right? Is it exploitative? It, it kind of reminds me. Didn't we watch something recently where somebody like took a video of like there's of somebody like in a coma? <laughs> and we, uh, we were, wait, really? And we were like, did like maybe like uh, I didn't consent to wanting to be shown while in a coma on video? Yeah, right? I I did recently see someone post a picture of their family member who was unconscious in a hospital bed after getting in a car accident, and I was like, yes, is that really? The best idea. Yeah. So the quartering chimed in and said, if I'm lucky enough to live long enough to suffer dementia or some form of it, if my kids post freaking videos and pictures of me in that state, I want you all to report and flag their posts into oblivion. He's not consenting to this. He isn't able. Um, and then the original poster said, I never thought of this. He might not have ever wanted a camera on him. Um, but then someone said, counterpoint, Bruce was a very famous guy with fans worldwide worried about his mental health and how he's doing physically. Everyone is suffering everywhere, and maybe this gives some comfort to people in similar situations trying to find hope. Either that or she wants clout. <laughs> um, I don't want to assume the worst. You, you can't just assume that because she's posting a video with her own father that she's doing it for clout. And that by that logic, then everyone with a famous parent should just never post anything with their famous parent ever again. Well, I mean, the difference there would be their famous parent is able to decide whether or not they're okay with being on social media. Yeah. That's the big sticking point here. The I don't think... The consent issue is a reasonable point yeah. is a reasonable question to ask and a reasonable thing to assume. It would be interesting to know if somebody in his case... Uh, had addressed this beforehand, right? Like, as my health continues to decline, I don't want to be photographed. I don't want to be put on screen. But these are, now you're looking at the lives, uh, you're looking at life through the eyes of this person who's related to this individual, right? Like, now, mm -hmm. whether people like it or not, what she did there, as cringy as it may be, is a completely normal thing to happen in society. I would never do what I just saw in that video, but I'm a guy. Maybe I just, I wouldn't post a, <laughs> like a video selfie with my mom when she was sick. But like, I understand yeah. that women and men look at social media differently and that I don't believe, maybe, maybe we can go back to the question about consent, but maybe the better question is to ask what her intent was. And I saw no malice 
behind what I just watched. Yeah, I don't want to assume malice either. I don't think that she's cloud chasing or intending to demean him in any, any way. But this there, is, this social is media not... is still such a new thing, if you think about it, in, in human history. This is a new technology, and we don't know how to handle it. And there are so many faux pas. This is not the lady who did the dance next to her baby in the NICU yeah. that said, my kids got RSV, and then she did the <laughs> stupid dance. This is not that. No, it's not the same thing at all. The last time we talked about Bruce Willis, oddly enough, was because he consented yes. to have his image used by an AI deepfake company called DeepCake. <laughs> yes, I forgot <laughs> about that. And they used yep. his image with his consent, am I correct, yep. to promote their deepfake service um if we, and if he we, was like okay with that yeah. probably because he doesn't understand the where that's where the technology is going to go in the near future and going forward centuries from now like i think that was a terrible decision but if he made it when he was fully present of mind that's for him to decide i mean like let's let's take it back further what, what about having posting selfies with your grandma who doesn't understand social media at all and doesn't understand the gravity of where those images are going to go can she actually consent do you have to fill out a do we have to get her her own tos update should we get like a weird form that you have to sign where it's like i consent to being on your social media page yeah but it's like if kids can't do that if babies can't do that then what would be the point yeah uh, I think that I, I'm I'm very glad as a an early Gen Zer being born in 2000, right when like digital cameras were a thing, but not smartphones, that I didn't have to be broadcast all over social media as a child. Yeah, like I would have found that embarrassing growing up and seeing that I was all over Facebook timelines and people reacting to my baby photos. So. I think that it's safe to assume for other kids that are growing up today, that's not a good idea. And also just, you don't know who's seeing the post. Mm -hmm. you, you don't know. It doesn't matter even what type of photo it is because we're not sick and perverted. We don't, we don't, our minds don't go to a dark place when we see just a normal photo of a kid on a playground or whatever. But the, for the people who are sick in the head like that, they might see it like that, and start, you don't know how it's going to be received or who's going to have access to it. We should start a consent form company. Like? Like, just like, P. Diddy and, and Video Vixen Lady? Consent form. Uh, yeah. Uh, aphasia Riddle you know, Granddad, who used to be an actor? Consent form. <laughs> College date? You're drunk, she's drunk? Consent form. Mm -hmm. There's millions to be made here. I mean, if you need to uh, have a consent form, a contract of sorts to consent to having sex, then you might as well get married. None of that stuff but... will matter anyways, because they'll just say it was signed <laughs> under duress. The, con yeah. the consent form is useless. And you can also revoke consent yes. at any point in time. Exactly. It's like, not I, really I, a meaningful model for what's ethical. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't look at this video and, and it feels like for a three second video to see this much like uh, uh, ink wasted for a lack of a better term wasted on a three second video feels just as much like a clout chase a lot to of me. server space wasted like that feels like as much <laughs> of a clout chase to me as the video itself where she she has more of a right to be in the space of her of her own father and yes maybe post a video that may or may not be socially acceptable than we do to spill thousands of digital uh, of bits of digital ink arguing about it mm -hmm. like 
Yeah, it was a very mixed reaction. Uh, someone said, terrible take on this. I see a daughter's love, and I'm sure it wouldn't be posted without approval. We need more posts like this. Technically, he wouldn't be able to. If, if he couldn't get consent, then his guardian then his guardian would be, which would be his wife. Maybe the wife gave yeah. consent. Maybe her mom gave consent for this to Demi be posted. Uh, the, yeah, maybe she was there, because he's not married to her anymore. Um Gosh, and the last time we talked about Demi Moore was that weird video of her making out with a 13-year-old boy. Mm. <laughs> um, like, this is, this is one of those things where when, when you, like, the internet is, by and large, especially places like Twitter, they're deconstruction machines. You're allowed to look at all of these people's lives from, from this wide view, right? You're not part of it. You're not interrupting what you're seeing. But you then get to put all of your own baggage and life experience into it and give your take on it. It's what we do in this job every day in a, in a lot of ways. Granted, it's, about, it's mostly about public figures and people who have consented to putting themselves in the public eye. You want to make a million dollars off being a celebrity, you then consent uh, to be judged and critiqued. Mm -hmm. Fair is fair, right? And I guess, to her, to Jeremy's point, she posted this. She's right to be critiqued for what she posted. I just don't see it as the same level of awful. Maybe post it to the family group chat next time. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what they need to do. Just share. But that's the thing. Like they don't want to do that, right? The they Willis want to, family group. They chat. don't want to. They don't want to do that. They want to post about stuff online because it is good for clout. But it's not just about clout. It's that that's how we share our lives now. Yeah. You share your life by posting stuff on social media. At least most people do these days. Mm -hmm. So there's, I guess there's ethical concerns. Sure. But I don't think that this is the huge faux pas that they're, that they're kind of making it out to be. It a little seems, bit blown out of proportion. It seems like it a little bit, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Super Chats. Serenko Productions said new white chicks, more like white, uh, Okay. <laughs> no. Shane H. Wilder said, Thanksgiving and not a single one dressed as Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. I'm sorry, that joke was out of pocket. Garrett Lancaster said, Chalamet is Wonka, dude. Chalamet is Wonka, brother. Hashtag dudesy. I don't really have any desire to go see Wonka. We should review it. We will, but <laughs> uh, again, I'm happy to be proven wrong. I was just dying at that that video of um, Timothy Chalamet at a recent promo event for Wonka. Yeah. Where he's like, if you would have told me that when I was 10 years old, like watching like Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka, that like one day I would be like promoting my version of Willy Wonka and like standing next to Hugh Grant, who's an Oompa Loompa with an Oompa Loompa dump truck. Like I would have like not believed you. And like, it's just so awesome. That I, I get to like inspire people. I don't think Timothy Chalamet ever thought about Wonka <laughs> a day in his life growing up. I don't He's think he cared. really dumb. <laughs> let's, uh, let's hold off on the rest. Let's just hold off on the rest. Or okay. do, one, do one more. Uh, Carnell said, hey gang, I'll be sure to put you on the invitation lift list for a Murray Christmas this year because we all know how much Mary appreciates Bill Murray. Yes, but not as much as I don't appreciate Bill Murray in his folksy. Wait, is this a joke that I like dislike Bill Murray? Do you? I don't have a problem. With I thought Bill I was Murray. the one who was more like his uh, his his irreverent. You sense do of find humor it is... bristling. Yes, I do. I, I find it a little bit try hard. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's move on. What's going on with the Squid Games lawsuit? Squid. Oh, sorry, sorry. Squid <sighs> Game lawsuit. Yes, Squid Game. So, okay, Netflix decided it would be a good idea to make Squid Game 
into a reality show. So they brought on 456 players to volunteer and compete for a prize of $4,560,000. And now a couple of unnamed contestants from the show are planning to sue Netflix because they didn't regard their health and safety concerns. And they claim that they have suffered nerve damage and hypothermia while in these challenges. And okay, if, if one of the complaints had been emotional damages, I probably would have had an aneurysm. Thankfully, it wasn't that. But look, it's this, it, if you didn't see Squid Game, I didn't either. But basically, it's sort of like Hunger Games. They are in a competition for a cash prize and they die. They are, when they are eliminated, they die. So in the reality show, they obviously can't recreate that. You are already participating in a baby mode, pussified version of Squid Game for a reality show that you volunteered to be on and are being paid to be on while contributing nothing. And you have the nerve to sue for nerve damage and hypothermia. Who is the, um, Rosanna, who was the YouTuber that's, that was like was mad, Rosanna at Mr. Pancino. mad at Mr. Yes. Beast? So Mr. Beast already did real life Squid Game. He already did yep. this idea before Netflix got to it. And okay, hers I watched the first- Hers wasn't the Squid Game, the Rosanna Pancino It was a hide and seek game. It was hide and seek. But yeah, Mr. Beast already did this and it didn't need to be like a 10 part series that was dramatic and emotional and takes itself way too seriously. I watched the first episode of Squid Game, The Challenge, and it was unbelievably gay. It was awful. Um, it takes itself very seriously. It wants you to like be invested in the contestants' lives mm -hmm. because, you know, I need to pay my student debt or my my medical bills or like my my mortgage payment or whatever. Um, I love how uh, it's very American <laughs> to like force people into this type into making bad decisions because they're in debt. I love it. Right. Someone said uh, this is really capturing why game shows aren't fun anymore. It's really it's capturing not money why to drug take... trials are so popular. <laughs> it's not money to take the family to Disney anymore. It's money to pay off student loan debt, save the family house, or finally afford to get the health needs met. Um, but when I watched this, it. I didn't care about any of the players. They were just really all really annoying. <laughs> yeah. And they were people that watched the original Netflix show and just thought it would be like poggers to see the set in real life. And just on the part of Netflix is creating the show is such a stupid idea because everyone who's going to watch Squid Game the Challenge, the reality show, has already seen Squid Game, meaning they are already subscribed to Netflix. Therefore, you are making zero dollars off of this show precisely zero dollars if anything i would unsubscribe after watching this and i didn't even watch the original show um so basically they were playing the game red light green light where the big doll is at the end of the finish line turns her head around so that you can move and then turns her head around again you have to freeze and they like paintball them when they're eliminated 
if you move yeah. when you're not supposed to. They like paintball them. It probably doesn't even hurt. It's probably like made of marshmallows. And but they've got hypothermia. Yeah, and they <laughs> they claimed that when they had to stand still in these parts of the game, in in this high stress situation. They said it was very cold in the building. They were very chilly. As somebody who grew and they up got in the state hypothermia. Of growing up in Minnesota, I'm embarrassed on their behalf. Yeah. Um, so they went to a law firm called Express Solicitors, which is a no win, no fee yes. law firm, meaning they don't have to pay unless they win money from Netflix, period. So this says, uh, contestants on Netflix's new show, Squid Game The Challenge, have instructed Daniel Slade, CEO of Express Solicitors, to help them seek compensation for injuries suffered during the show's filming January of this year. Contestants claim they suffered injuries such as hypothermia and nerve damage as a result of poor health and safety standards on set. Daniel Slade comments, we have sent letters of claim on behalf of contestants injured in this show. From what we've been told, they pushed the boundaries of safety in the name of entertainment. Production companies need to ensure that health and safety standards on their shows don't leave people at risk of harm. To me, pushing the boundaries of safety in the name of entertainment is the entire MO of reality television mm -hmm. and is necessary in order to get entertainment out of it. This From is that genre of entertainment. My yeah. same conclusion about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, who are not doing challenges to win money. They're just drinking and going to brunch and fighting each other. And they're still complaining that they were exploited because adult production assistants aren't placing drink maximums on them. Women who are in their 40s and 50s and 60s. <clears throat> get a hold of yourselves people like you are adults you made the choice to be on the show you are paid to be on the show i don't know be grateful for the opportunity and go home how many of these people though that just somebody comes to them they're like look there's easy quick money in this and they don't believe a word they're saying i bet that the the law firm was the one that pr approached them yeah. class <laughs> so, action here are some reactions the contestants in the original literally died so maybe they should consider themselves lucky good point that's that is a good point <laughs> i mean you got you got off easy what did they think they were signing up for they're trying to win one way or another we should know we should petition to have the people who filed this lawsuit be on season two of fish tank yeah <laughs> fish tank is far more taxing on the human mind and body let's than get sam Hyde to call these people and see if we can <laughs> and see if we can do that that would be great yeah, uh, signs up for Squid Game reality show, gets mad when it's a Squid Game reality show. <laughs> Fair point. And when you look at this show, the sets are, they must have been so exorbitantly expensive oh, yeah. to build. Mr. And Be Mr. Beast said that when he did it, it was super it. expensive. He all thought it was going to be like a million dollar video, then it was a $2 million video, then it was a $3 million video, finally cost about $4 million yeah. to do. Yeah, and... Netflix is in no position to be taking financial gambles like that. And look at this. It backfired on them because people are soft little babies and whine about everything. I mean, the point of reality TV is to see people who are being mentally and physically taxed and pushed to their lowest for entertainment value. In the chat, James Brighter says the trial should be on Judge Judy. Yes! yes! Yeah. Yes! I I'm love a, that. I'm 110% down with that. Let's just make the whole thing um, a farce. I love that. That's a, yeah. that's a fantastic idea. That's a good idea. idea. Look, and... Uh, 
I, when they make shows like this, these types of lawsuits are baked into the cost. They expect stuff like this to happen. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Especially like, if you're inviting on hundreds of people. Who are not actors, who yeah. are just, yeah, you don't know what you're going to get with any of and these And that's people. why I didn't like watching it, because they're not entertaining or interesting people. Yeah. One of them was like, I think I'm going to win because I have that, like, Aries energy or whatever. <laughs> it was, like, uh, just the dumbest shit ever. Also... Um, every time that players were eliminated, one person getting eliminated represented $10,000 more being dropped into the prize money. Bro, one person was going to win no matter what. Yeah. Like, you were going to win it was a set amount the same of amount of money regardless of how many people are eliminated on the first day. It's a, it's a, um, <laughs> it's, a it's like a visual gag to like, yes. get them motivated. Yeah, literally. And yeah. then they drop like just one person got eliminated and then they drop 10,000 and they're like, like oh, oh, that's not enough. Like drop more. <laughs> They're so stupid. Like, wouldn't they have to sign some? I mean, they would have signed consent and release forms yeah. before this, anyways. Oh, but yeah, as we yes. know, those things are useless these days. Just like your prenups. <laughs> Literally, they weren't even doing anything that was entertaining to watch. This was no American Ninja Warrior. They were doing like baby puzzle games. It was so boring. It's, it's giving. <laughs> it's giving the lady who who got mad at Mr. Beast. Who got mad because yes. she said she got third place at adult hide and seek, but got pushed to fourth, and then basically made it sound like a Me Too claim. It, yes, it's giving uh, women in their forties who got pissed drunk and then accused Bravo of exploiting them and their addictions and discriminating against them. You, you said you'd bring the top shelf liquor and you didn't bring Ugh. the top shelf liquor. Bring back like some real troopers to reality television. Yep. They don't like uh... people who are willing to suffer for entertainment value. I, I appreciate that. I really Theo do. Vaughn would have done well at this. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't they get any influencers or like some kind of star power in this? It was all just randos. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, I, I still like, I wonder like how the James Bond reality show, I still know nothing about it except for every time I see it on Amazon Prime, I get physically angry <laughs> that they made it to begin with. You start dry heaving. I, I no, get very angry. I thought a great idea was bring on like 300 people and a hundred of them are actors and in the first red light, green light game, just start like pretending to actually snipe them. <laughs> like with squibs, like yeah, flying everywhere. They're, they actually start losing their minds, freaking out. They would end up getting sued for that for emotional distress then. The, the emotional <laughs> distress lawsuit would No, but they were like getting through. hit with these like watery paintballs that probably didn't even hurt. Oh. And they were like, they were like, oh. Uh, <laughs> dropping to the floor. They should be more embarrassed by the fact that they're suing over this. But you know, when when yeah. there's money involved, people will put a lot of shame out the window it's if it means so a dumb. payday. I, I we also, need a golden era to come back to reality television. Also, like uh, it's kind of like when when I hear express solicitors, it's kind of like that meme. It says like when your lawyer <laughs> shows up like this, and it's got a guy with the really baggy pants that are like right above his uh, yeah. the shoes. It says you know you're going to jail. Yes. Like that's what this is. This Look is at my getting. lawyer, dog. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna go to jail. I'm going to jail, dude. That's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. I, I I love it. It's it's. At the same time, I don't really feel bad for Netflix. Good. Deal with your annoying lawsuit. This is your own fault. You made a reality show 
for only people who are already subscribed. Isn't the aim with every Netflix original to get new subscribers? Like that's literally the only way the platform makes money. I mean, maybe the idea is that uh, with advertising, they could pull in some people who maybe, Ain't maybe, no maybe some, like some people, one thing that happens with Netflix when they get like a show that does really, really well, especially one that gets like a, uh, an instantaneous release, meaning that there isn't week to week drops, people will subscribe just to watch that show and then unsubscribe. So maybe their hope is that somebody who subscribed for, uh, for Squid Games will come back for Squid Game. Yeah, sure. I'm putting myself in the mind it's of the, it's always of sunny Ted Sarand- <laughs> I, I'm I'm uh, I'm putting myself in the mind of Ted Sarandos or whatever his name is the the CEO of Netflix. He's figuring it out. He, hey, he, hey, they're the whether we like it or not. They're like Netflix is still crushing everybody else when it comes to the yeah. streaming services. They may not have money to 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 waste, but they've certainly got more right to to screw around than any of these other services. The other ones are actually losing money. Netflix is the only one that's actually seeming to squeak out the smallest bit of profit from their business model. They're opening physical locations. How smart can they be? Yeah. Do you see that? They're opening physical Netflix locations. What are they? Like a bar? It's like, let's, like, I, I had this. Is please. it, oh, is it like the cursed um, Bumble meetup bars that they opened for like meeting on the dating app? You go to the Bumble Beehive bar. They'll be called Netflix <laughs> houses. Ew, what? Uh, in 2025. Uh, what does that says, mean? If you ever wanted Netflix to be more of an interactive experience. I never, ever, ever wanted Netflix to be an interactive experience, Netflix, ever. Netflix's physical locations will be called Netflix houses. See, if you're P. Diddy, don't bring anyone to the Netflix houses. Bad things are going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, Netflix and chill at the Netflix houses is going to get you arrested. Ugh. So Netflix houses, and they'll Ugh. offer merchandise, food, and show-related activities. Maybe they'll hire these people from the failed Squid Games reality show to work at these locations where fans can shop, play, and interact with their favorite Netflix shows. Uh, Netflix has been testing this kind of concept for a while, says Forbes. In June, the streamer said Netflix bites a temporary dining pop-up was done. They're just like, this is the, this is the thing though. The, the thing about their business model is like, as we know, uh, corporate America doesn't allow you to just exist in one place and continue to profit. You have to continuously grow, right? Where do you grow as a streaming service in 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 this market? You have to grow elsewhere. Why would they call it a house? They should. Uh, I'm surprised they don't have a. Re- do they have a record label? I, I'm surprised they don't have like a record label. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought that too. Says so uh, says so, so they had temporary pop up dining experiences based on some of their of its culinary shows. In May, it hosted only on Netflix in Japan, where settings from popular shows like Stranger Things and Emily in Paris were recreated for fans to explore. Last year, Netflix launched The Queen's Ball, a Bridgerton experience. <laughs> A traveling <laughs> uh, event where the fans could dress like Regency characters and attend a Bridgerton-style ball. <laughs> I bet you women would like that. And it's the, certainly not profitable. And the, and the boyfriends are like, I'm not. 
I'm not going so to do stupid. that. So yeah. I literally never once in my life have I thought I want Netflix to be a more interactive experience. Next thing we know, they're the gonna point open... is that I'm isolating. Next thing we know, they're gonna they're gonna go to the red light district in Amsterdam and open Netflix and chill brothels, Ugh. where you go and you have sex with a prostitute and then watch Netflix when you're done. They also expanded into ice cream. They have a Ben and Jerry's Netflix flavor. Ugh. Netflix and chilled. That's awful. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's go. We got some super chats to finish out the show. I'd like, guys, we are halfway to a second crisis party. Can we get a second one before episode 500, I ask you? Um, how many crisis parties for Brett to tell us who was in Paris? Um, I have, since I don't know who, two. Two, I'll, I'll lie and tell you who was in Paris. TL1524. Oh, wait. No, I'm, I'm definitely not telling who's in Paris. Okay. <laughs> Said, uh, did y'all see the Lady Ballers Daily Wire trailer? You, yes. Yes. We watched uh, it go on back, the stream. Uh, go back and check it out. Must have missed it. Um, Joe Watlin said, work graveyard and holidays. Hermit, TG, whole chicken, instant pots, stuffing, gravy, all in one pan, canned cranberry, store bought pumpkin pie, fresh berries, whipped cream, ate it all weekend. It was glorious. Love. Um, that was a little bit hard to understand, but, um, yum. Yeah. Sounds good. Bucky Ducky said, these polls are never nuanced enough for me. A party where everyone dressed up as person sounds like fun, but replacing Thanksgiving with it is cringe. I ended the poll, The point ladies of and the gentlemen. poll is that you can't choose a middle ground. Friendsgiving, cringe or not, 64% say cringe. Okay. A little bit controversial. I don't, I, like, I, again, he, he is right that it's not nuanced. If, you, if, you're, if you're also spending time with your family, I don't see anything wrong with also finding time to celebrate with your friends. Look, life is long, arduous, and shitty sometimes. What's wrong with finding some time to spend it with people that you care about? I don't think that, I don't see that no, as a bad thing. Don't let people enjoy things. Yeah. Slain Hope said Anthony Bourdain was dating Asia Argento, a Me Too movement leader, and when the evidence came out that she Me Tooed a young actor, he deleted himself. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by Me Too to young actor, they mean that she was the Me Tooer, and then, not the Me too -y. Then he was made into the Epstein body double. He was the, he was the me too we not the me too her. Yes. Yes. Organizedbusinessservices.com said, "Wow, Marion Brett is going off today. Great Monday. Yeah, we're bringing that energy." Bucky Ducky said, "Mary, where do you suggest we get these responsible male chaperones from? I don't think that checks out as a legit solution." It's not like we're we're like yeah. brimming with a bunch of societally responsible men these days no, either. Both no. genders are a mess right now. Yeah, I, I'm not actually billing that as a legit solution for 2023, but for the cases the chat where... The chat agreed with you. The chat said Mary's based. We should just <laughs> enslave all women I, look, and force no, them to... No, no. It's not... <laughs> it's, it's actually... It's about treating women better than men because they deserve protection. Yeah. And... It just doesn't seem like these women are able to uh, handle the responsibility that feminism gave them. Well, certainly not the ones who go to parties with Diddy and Jamie Foxx. But You're not telling me that you are, you actually like put this in a, 
a civil case. You wrote down, we were getting drunk together. They were buying us drinks. We were getting handsy. We were all mm. flirting. Then I went to this guy's apartment. And I was like, whoa, 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 And then whoa, I was whoa. like, whoa, <laughs> where did you get the idea that I was sexually interested in you, sir? Sir, now that, is just, that is just presumptuous. How like, dare you, sir? How very dare you? If you want to be treated like a lady, act like one. Simple as. <laughs> Bang Bang Lulu said, did Diddy do it? Diddy? P. Diddy? Like Biggie and P. Diddy? Diddy? Really? Mm -hmm. LOL. <laughs> Shane H. Wilder said, don't you have to sign a waiver on these shows? Yeah, yes. I'm sure they do. That doesn't mean that they're not going to get uh, Are they going to get a payout, though? They'll probably get a payout. <laughs> Shane H. Wilder, like, that's actually so unjust. I feel like it should be a crime to make a career out of launching frivolous lawsuits because a lot of people do this on specific targets who can afford to give you a settlement of 5000 but definitely can't afford to pay a lawyer 60000 to defend themselves. It's predatory and it should be a crime. Anyway... <laughs> Good luck uh, changing those laws. Yeah. Shane H. Wilder said the episode 500 post is up. Enjoy it after today's show, Crisis Actors. I repeat, after the show, we've got to get through 499 first. We'll watch it on episode 500. Yeah. Maybe we can do like a meme review like the old days. We'll, we'll have like a lot of time to yeah, just we'll hang be, out. We'll be chill. hanging out. Uh, the, the, we'll do the main topics as usual and then afterwards we'll be hanging out. It's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. That reminds me guys, I do want to give you all a reminder before we go to please get ready for episode 500. It will be tomorrow. We will be starting at noon, not at three and we will be running from noon until five. That is uh, Eastern is, Standard that Time. Eastern Standard Time. Yes time uh, I have invited several people I'm hoping that people will come in open door policy to come in hang out for a while chat with us chat with you guys uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and I, I do want to say thanks in advance because we wouldn't have gotten to 500 episodes if you guys didn't take the time to watch us so thank you for that mm -hmm. uh, Mary now that we have gotten through all the super chats and everything else why don't you let everyone know where they can find you oh we got one more here oh. this is from uh, Carnell says uh, come bust and move where the games are played. It's chill. It's fresh. It's gamer maids. Oh, uh, that was a, a very good. Um, I'm going to go watch Wayne's World now that he he said that. But yes, uh, it is on now. But Mary, where can they find you? You can send me validation on Instagram at Mary Archived or you can send me hate on X. That is also Mary Archived. See you tomorrow. All right, guys, and if you would like to follow me, I am on Instagram and on Twix at Brett Dasovic on both of those platforms. If you would like to watch me in addition to this, I will be on live with Colonel Kurtz tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on YouTube. We're running from 9 to 1030. Uh, she and I are going to discuss Pearl's tweets from over the weekend as well as a bunch oh. of other stuff. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, so you should join us there. Uh, in this show, Pop Culture Crisis is here five days a week, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. We got one more here from Bucky Ducky. Says, where is this open door? How do I IRL raid uh, episode 500? I'm sorry, my friend. It is an open door to those that work here. Yeah. So, yes. Please do not come. Yes. Uh, as Kamala <laughs> like Harris, Kamala Harris. As Kamala Harris would come. say. Yes, do not come. Uh, 
noon to five, three p. Uh, noon to five tomorrow, three p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Most days, but noon to five tomorrow. Uh, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Pandora, and Spotify. If you'd like to listen to this podcast rather than watch, and if you'd like to follow the show on social media, we are on Twix at Pop Culture underscore Show, Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis, Instagram at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. Guys, we will see you tomorrow at noon for episode five hundred. See you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.